Welcome everybody to episode 10 of the Glenbrook Village podcast. My name is Corey. I'm one of your hosts. I'm here with Herbie. Hello, hello. How are you doing today, Herbie? It's doing all right, man. Tired. It's Sunday, um, middle of December, but there's no snow, so I can't complain. Yeah, you're because you're in Vancouver, you yep. lucky fuck. Honestly, like... Uh, <laughs> we got some new additions to the podcast. I'm going to cut you off. No, I was kidding. <laughs> no, I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. No, no, no. Um, I was just going to say... I can't complain when it's like the worst weather we've had is I think two degrees. Like that's as cold as it's gotten so far. So yeah, that's must must be nice. Uh, we got some new additions to the podcast. We uh, brought Andrew back. What's up, Andrew? How you doing today? What it do? <laughs> <laughs> the fucking clowner. He never ends. For those who don't know, Andrew was uh, downtown in Calgary yesterday marching for freedom. You guys probably saw him. He was holding the sign at the front. Hashtag proud boys. <laughs> Great. That's the fan base we need. <laughs> and we got our sound we got our sound guy here with us. Alex, how you doing, Alex? Hey, what's up? Not too bad. So uh we're gonna we're gonna get right to the shits today. Uh, I just like wanted to ask you guys, I was wondering, uh, you know, with this pandemic and how Calgary's now on like a shutdown, you guys are got everything closed for four weeks. I know other places are getting affected by it as well. Are there and any industries you think that'll be changed drastically by this pandemic and that you can't really see returning back to their normal operating capacity? Um, probably clubs. Like a ton of clubs are going to shut down. I don't know how much, like, I don't know how many people are going to want to reintroduce themselves to that type of scenario, like that type of setting where there's a bunch of people bumping into each other sweaty and it's hot, you're getting drinks spilled on you and you're super close. And part of it may not be that people don't miss clubs. I think part of it may just be a certain type of um, behavior you develop because of COVID. So because we've been told to be separated for so long and because we've had six foot type of barriers, you're either going to have the people who enjoy that and realize they like their space and they don't want to be all up and close in people's face or you're going to have the people who just don't feel comfortable anymore. Like it'll just change their behavior. So that'll change how they, I guess, go out and use their, like spend their money or what type of businesses they go to. I don't know. I was going to say strip clubs, but then I thought, you know, the people who go to strip clubs are already like some of the grimiest individuals. So (laughs) I think that one will thrive no matter what happens. I was thinking maybe VR strip clubs. Is probably the future. That would, that would fuck with your clientele, though, because they're all about that nice touch and grab with you, aren't they? I don't know, man. I think people are mad ignorant and will take the opportunity, if they can, to go twerk on somebody. Like, they're going to go twerk on somebody. Hey, can you imagine you have the VR headset on and somebody's totally pulling a Cardi B on you, like, the whole time you're getting, like, felt up. Somebody's just, like, swiping your card left and right on, like, Amazon <laughs> and all the shit, and you take off the headset and leave, and you're like, what the... <laughs> all of a sudden, you get fleeced for $500 out of nowhere. You're like, you only danced on me for one minute. I don't know. That's I don't know. It's tough, though. I can't think of any other industries that'll take a hit. Like, I think restaurants right now are taking a hit, but... I was kind of thinking... I can't... I don't... I mean, oh, buffets. Buffets. I don't <laughs> think we're going to have buffets. Any, like, I think those are going to be the restaurants that don't come back. Bro, fuck that. I'll be at the casino buffet in a People heartbeat, already realize bro. it's mediocre warm food anyways. Like, we're just... You just get a lot of you it for want, a certain you price. You 500 hands in your no, food? Uh, yeah, straight. there's no thanks. Some hair. My thing is, I don't... <laughs> I don't think local business will get affected too much. Yeah, and that's how you're going to die. Because I think... I think communities will rally behind local business 
once things like start opening up. But but thinking like thinking broader, I was thinking about like entertainment. You know, in terms of when's the next time you think you'll go to a concert and see it at like max capacity? When's the next time you think you could see yourself actually sitting in a movie theater? I think now that if these companies are smart, what they would do is is if I'm 20th Century Fox, I'm going to start a streaming service and every movie I release is just going to go straight on that streaming service. Well, it isn't isn't HBO you know Max I mean? doing that? Like isn't that why Christopher Nolan was all upset this past week? He came out right saying he didn't want his movie straight to a provider and straight to couches. Like he wanted he he was under the assumption that he would get the amount of money or get the amount of um like the payout that he would like expect if it rolled out into movie theaters and now he's all like trashing HBO Max and everything because they're just going to release some of his movies and some other directors movies just straight to there, TV. There is a risk involved with that because he's not going to see the the same revenue sales that you see from people going to the movie theaters because the prices are inflated when you go and watch a movie in the theater obviously. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm paying month if I'm paying monthly for you know like what are the like movie companies like 20th Century Fox is the only one I could think of off the top of my head. But Disney, for example, that's seven ninety nine. I'm willing to pay out of pocket mm-hmm. and I can watch whatever movie I want to watch on there. Now Disney was smart because they released Mulan on there, the new one, and it was thirty bucks. Yeah. I don't know how many people bought it, but if you do stuff like that, a limited release where okay, people really want to see this movie. And if it's a movie people really want to see, they're going to pay that $30. That's a good point. But the thing is, the thing is when you have the, the streaming service on its own, you're making more, you're making revenue off those, the people who are paying that monthly subscription. And then you're making money off of every time somebody goes and clicks on that film that <clears throat> you released. It could be a movie from like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. You're making money off of that every time somebody goes and clicks on it. So it seems for me that's something that I could see changing. I could see a bunch of streaming services just popping up out of nowhere. Yeah. But I could also but I could also what I could see happening though is like how Disney has Hulu and ESPN. I could see somebody coming in and monopolizing it. If they're smart, that's what I would do. I would go in and monopolize that industry and pick up as many of these companies as I could. No, that's a good point. So I could just be killing everybody. That's a good point. I wonder if enough people think like that, though. Like, enough, like, companies are just going to follow through and do what Disney Plus and Netflix has done and HBO and even, I think, I feel, oh, like, I feel like ESPN is coming out with a package, aren't they? Like, an online one? ESPN always already has a, a streaming service. It's just bundle, you can bundle it into mm, Disney okay. Plus. Because it's owned by Fox and then owned by Disney, yeah. Yeah. See, I, I could see something where Disney just ends up buying up a lot of these companies like a lot of them yeah if those guys can acquire star wars there's nothing they can't just grab and have for themselves yeah but they paid a pretty penny 4.4 bill that ain't (laughs) dude they they can afford it okay here's the thing though think about how long disney's been around no it's a smart acquisition and how many people watch disney movies you know what i mean we grew up off Yo, we grew up off Disney. Our parents grew up off Disney. You know what I mean? Like that. 
it's been around for a long ass time. No, it was like it was a smart acquisition on their part. I I believe they knew if they paid out four point four billion, they'd most likely make a lot of that money back. You know, companies don't make these decisions without knowing the potential or the ceiling that that purchase could be or that business move. It's the same way that when Nike stood with Kaepernick, they knew they'd have a ton of people who wouldn't stand with them and they'd lose some money, but it wasn't going to be anything as much as how much they'd make business-wise or how, how good they'd look to the media and, you know, like that little bit of good character currency, you know, their way. True. <clears throat> uh, what do you think of sports? Like in the... Do you think... In, as like a fan? Because as an industry, they're still playing through the pandemic, so they're not dying anytime soon. Not that part, but I'm, I'm talking more the fan, ex, like the general fan experience. I think once you have vaccinations, most places are just going to ask you for proof of a vaccination to come in. Here's the thing about that vaccine. Not everybody can take it. No, especially people who have who are allergic to any of the ingredients. They're saying they're asking those people to avoid it for the next. They're saying it for the first bit. Pretty much anybody who has a pre-existing condition or who's just allergic to any type of medicine. Excuse me, any type of medicine. Mm-hmm. I'm allergic to penicillin, so there's no way. I, and I, I suffer like anaphylactic from having an allergy to other stuff. So there's no way I'm taking that shit because yeah. the minute they stick mm-hmm. me with that, I'll be on the floor. Well, what are you going to do then? Do you think they'll come out with like another option? I think whatever they gave Trump and Walter Reed, they need to start making that more, more readily available. The shitty thing is the one drug he took costs like way too much money for the average person to be able to afford, even with insurance. And if that's, you know, if he went in there and he was, it, I think like according to what the doctors are saying, the limited information we got, he was struggling for the first day and a half he he was in the hospital. but then But then once those meds kicked in, he was fine and he was able to recover. Mm-hmm. I think they need to, whatever formula they concocted for him, whatever they gave him that helped him recover so quickly, you know, that needs to be the standard operating procedure for when people go into the hospitals and they shouldn't make it so expensive for everyone. Honestly, I believe Corona is a conspiracy. When I was talking with the Proud Boys last night, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I think just like anything... How do we boot you from this chat? <laughs> what are you talking about, Corey? I see your uh, Ku Klux flag in the back. Huh? Clayton Bigsby. All right, what the fuck gets your... No, I think just like anything, um, they're starting to see already, you know, there is complications... You know, it's not going to work for absolutely everyone. So there might be a couple strains of the vaccine before they find something that will work with 99.9% of everyone. Yeah. So there will be some hiccups along the way. That's why I almost feel bad for some of the the frontline workers that are the first to get it because they're almost like the lab rats in a sense. But I think anyone who has had reactions to the vaccine so far has recovered. So, like, you find out, yeah, this isn't going to work for me, or it's already in your system, whatever, but I don't think it's been, like, a fatal reaction as far as I know. No, nobody's died. Well, in the trials, but I feel like that's something that's going to happen. But, I mean, I think... That's a risk, you know. If you sign up for the... 
if you sign up for the clinical trial and you die, I feel like whoever dies from the you vaccine, sign the papers. you know, could have just as easily died from like a blow to the head or coughing too hard and having their like rib puncture their heart yeah. or something like that. Who do you know that coughs and then all of a sudden it's internal the bleeding? Person, <laughs> the person who dies from the vaccine is already like a weak individual. So my thought is uh, Darwinism, you know. Nobody in the medical or science community refutes the fact that every single vaccine that comes out, you're warned against taking it if you have some sort of problem. Like, nobody denies the fact that a vaccine will affect a person that is immune compromised. The entire idea of it is to, you know, make it so the people that can get it protect the people that can't, but people are just so you know, stuck up on, oh, it's only been eight months, it's rushed, you know, like, all of a sudden, <laughs> this pandemic is making so many people anti-vax just because they think it's happening too quickly, and, oh, whatever's in it, but, you know, at <laughs> at the same time, ask anybody that you know uh, if they have any idea what ingredients or what, what makes up an apple, like... <laughs> Cyanide. If if you break it down to what's in it, anything couldn't look bad. Right? It has like cyanide in the seeds of an apple. Yeah. There you go. An apple's deadly. But I mean like the in- but the entire chemical composition of it, like anything sounds like it can be bad. Uh you know, separate ingredients of salt or water can kill you. <laughs> it doesn't mean the body can't register it in small doses and uh, so there's something yeah. I want to talk about that we kind of got into a little bit on the last episode, but we didn't really get a chance to fully go into it. And that was the difference in treatment that the NFL players get versus what the NBA players receive. There's definitely a big discrepancy in the way each league is ran. And through this especially with the NFL's COVID protocols and stuff that's been happening this season, you can tell it's definitely a, they don't have their shit f- all the way figured out. Well, I mean, there was an NFL team who had, like, what, half the roster but outside of that, contract COVID on game day, and they still went ahead with the game. There's also, you know, stuff with... with the players that were... Contracts. Yeah. You know, I don't think the NFL has guarantees. You know, these NBA players, they get guaranteed money that sets them up if even if they get injured and they have to retire <laughs> they can still get paid from that team for the remainder of whatever that contract was i think i saw something where kevin garnett is still getting paid by the celtics really yeah oh shit so you know what i mean so like they they definitely they look out for the guys who who play in their league but it you know it also comes down to how the leagues are operated and owned. The NFL, the owners have a lot more sway than the owners in the NBA do. Obviously, you had that one owner who he was caught making the racist remarks on audio tape and they straight banned him from the league. But in the NFL, you really you really can't do that. You don't really have that. Roger Goodell really doesn't have that hold. So I was just thinking, like, what do you guys think the NFL needs to do to catch up to the NBA because I definitely think in at least in North American sports that the NBA is the best well run it's the best league like it's the most well run 
I mean, the only thing I'll say about it is... What's Alex? The NBA and the NFL are completely opposite spectrum-run corporations where, uh, you know, the NBA seems to actually care about everyone on the bottom end, but the NFL only seems to care about, you know, who's making money. You know, uh, the fact that the NFL still likes to change the subject as soon as CTE is brought into the conversation is, like... Like, I, I get not wanting to kill the sport of football, but <laughs> completely trying to mask the scientific idea of, you know, this can lead to this. What can and should we do about it, at the very least? That quarterback, they just, like, he was... What was he even doing the day before? Like, he was sleeping on a park bench. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but they're like, here. They, they basically said, Here you go, dog. Welcome to the NFL. The dude threw three interceptions, and they're like, Oh, well. But meanwhile, they kept pushing back the, you know, they have their league draws, they have the teams that the people want to see play. So they pushed it back. They pushed their game back so they could accommodate having more players back. Like, I don't know. I just think, you know, that the NBA for sure cares a lot more about if you if you get hurt as an NBA player, you're not going to have to worry about where your income's coming from. They're still going to take care of you. Well, I was even listening to a podcast with Johnny Manziel saying that had they paid college athletes when he went to college, he would have stayed the full four years and made six figures. That's a whole man the. The NCAA problem is a big one. I'll try and summarize it real quick. I think the only way for the for the NCAA to combat that problem of kids swirling his wine in the back, the only way for the NCAA to combat that problem of players wanting to get paid is they have to pull all of their money that they make from these national broadcasts. If you're going to say, okay, we don't pay these athletes because they're amateur athletes, then you have to stop showing the games on ESPN. I don't know if you guys know this, but the NCAA pays for the entire budget of the NCAA. I'm talking Div 1 all the way down to Div 3. The majority of it gets funded through March Madness. So last year when there was no March Madness, the whole system took a big-ass hit. But I just think, like, you know, college sports, NCAA is so ridiculous to me because you have... These football coaches at the universities making millions. These kids are making nothing. And if I have, I'm putting myself in the in the headspace too of imagine being a teacher at Alabama and Nick Saban's making X amount of dollars. You're working there and you're putting in like all these hours, probably even more hours than he puts in because he only has to work for four or five months of the year. You're probably working year round, and this guy's getting paid millions of dollars to coach a football team, and I'm there busted my ass teaching hundreds of students. Like it's it's ridiculous. I think it. Well, to go back to your original question of like the NBA and the NFL, I think there's like two ways to look at it. So like one, if you're looking at it from a finan- financial aspect, you have to remember there's four times the amount of players per team. And if you're paying, and then that's not including practice squad, 
because that would make it more like five times the amount of players than the NBA, like average NBA team has. So you have to pay all those people. And maybe that's why you can't give so many guarantees. So if anything, they should come out with smaller year contracts. Maybe, you know, like instead of having it be, you'll get, you know, like even Kirk Cousins was three years, 84 million guaranteed and it was the first guaranteed contract. But if you start giving more, 10 to 12 year like 10 to 12 million dollar two year get like two year fully guaranteed contracts with options to stay on instead of these big inflated packages that are five to seven years um i guess and then as far as like a uh, pr hr type of ethics perspective it's more so just step aside and allow for your players to um allow for them to express i guess their beliefs and their ethics and allow them to be forthright and come um come from the heart and like what's uh like what's ailing their lives or what they're interested in outside of being a player because it clearly seems like tends to work a lot for the nba and those type of stars when they come out and they explain who they are and they show another side their fan base like the following of nba stars is like meteoric compared to that of um of like nfl stars they're just so they're so um, they're treated like celebrities. Like NBA stars are treated more like celebrities, I think, than certain NFL stars, like on average, because the NBA allows them to like share within their like who they are on their their image and everything on social media and everything they're interested in. So you get a better scope for who the person is. Well, like one one example of that, you know, what you're saying for them of being allowed to express themselves more was they. I can't remember what year it was, but they just recently changed the rule where. They can wear whatever sneakers they want to wear on the court. You know, in the NFL, you get fined if you, those cleats, those custom cleats those guys wear, they can only wear them for the warm-up, and then after that, they have to take them off. Mm-hmm. What kind of stupid-ass shit is that? It's a dumb. <laughs> it's a horrible rule. They should be able to wear them for the whole game. Like They should be able to wear, let them like, drip themselves out in like whatever swag they want to wear. How does Odell get fined for wearing a watch? And it wasn't even it, just any watch. It was like a million dollar watch. How do you get fined for something like that? That's a good point. It's stupid. Like it, they, it's perfect that they, you know, people refer to it as the no fun league. I definitely think the NFL players, I don't know, they they're treated like absolute ass in my opinion. It's because the NFL is such a jugger, juggernaut business that. Um, you can't veer off course because as a player you're just a cog in the machine like no player is bigger than the shield right so anything that might lose them support for tv contracts or any kind of stuff like that is like a no-go you know if they don't endorse that watch brand they don't want to have to pay for the rights or um you know nobody's giving them money to show off this watch on like a monday night game right here's what i'll tell you what it is with the nfl it's a lot of Old, careful, careful, <laughs> white, <laughs> old, careful. Bro, it's, it's a lot of old white dudes who own these teams. A lot of their families, bro. I'm just saying, a lot of their families probably have plantations. Like, it's the same mentality. Oh, 100 percent. I'm just saying. Look at Jerry Jones. I know. I know Jerry Jones. Look at he Jerry probably Jones. came into the business of the NFL thinking he was his owning. family for sure back in the day was was whipping people for cotton um like he'd get to own his own black people pretty much on his team tell me i'm lying 
You know, I would not be surprised if he's called a player the N-word at least once. Well, you know what happened when they were taking a knee, 100%. Bro, they, you... Under his breath and everything. Remember how Dak was like, I don't want people on my team kneeling. And everybody was like, what? <laughs> that wasn't Dak Prescott. That came from Jerry Jones, yo. Uh... Like, if you guys, if you guys kneel in this stadium... That's a wrap. So what are you trying to say about yep. Dak? What am I trying to say about Dak? Is he like the Samuel L. Jackson to Leonardo DiCaprio in... Uh... <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I don't think... I think, you know... You're saying he's Django? No, not Django. No, not Django. Django he was the... Uh, you remember that slave? The housekeeper. The, the housekeeper, yeah. The house, yeah, the butler. That dude was a snitch. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of speaking of movies, I haven't done shit all during this whole pandemic, but catch up on TV shows and watch like a lot of films that I used to used to like to watch. Do you guys have I know Andrew watches a lot of movies, like he's a film buff. Do you guys have a, a favorite trilogy you could pick out? Oof. Um the Rocky trilogy, the Godfather trilogy. Rocky? Why? Some of these have more than three movies as well. Actually, hold up. You um, you you I watch a lot. You watch a lot of movies. So I, let me ask you this: Can you expand it? Do you have maybe a top three or a top five movie trilogies? Yeah, Star Wars has got to be in there. I'd say Star Wars, Rocky. Yeah, because I know you watch. I know you watch a lot of movies. Uh, so man. do you have no? But you can That's you tough. can still pick out. Like, but you could pick out the first three. Like, Fast and the Furious. I think if you were going off of three select movies out of the series, what about you? Any of you got a favorite movie trilogy? Scream, that's a good one. That's always a good one. Yeah, I was going to say Scream. Scream's up there for me. I didn't... I'm excluding that fourth one, but those first three are... They're pretty iconic. Especially... I was talking to Herbie about this. And you've probably noticed this too. You notice how Scream, especially the first one, is... It's a horror film, but they're also satiring horror films. Like, they play up. Yeah. They play up. It plays up all the, all of like the stereotypical horror tropes, but is super serious about them at the same time, which makes it a super good movie. It doesn't make it scary, but it just it makes it more interesting to watch because you can tell they're picking fun of horror, but at the same time, like they're being dead serious when they step on the screen. Uh, I'd have to say. The Back to the Future trilogies, for sure. They're up there for me. The Mighty Ducks. What else is there? Star Wars is up there. The uh I actually like the second three more than I like the original three. That's probably a little controversial. Well the writing is definitely questionable in the first couple anyways. And episodes four, five, and six or one, two, and three? In one, two, and three. <laughs> Yeah, the writing's like seeing the writing, like seeing that uh, seeing that Hayden Christensen is being brought back to be in the Obi Wan Kenobi show with Ewan McGregor. It's a like it's a good opportunity for him. He's a good actor. I just think his character of Anakin was thrown off a little because <laughs> they wrote him in like shit. Do you think they wrote him like shit or his acting was shit? No, I think I think he was wrote in like shit. I the part he portrayed, he did well. Okay, what do you? In my opinion. Have you guys seen the new three? Uh, uh, why am I blanking on the names of them? 
the last jedi like the force awaken the last jedi and yeah last skywalker or whatever yeah what did you what did y'all think of those well i only watched the force awakens honest opinions so you haven't seen uh last jedi and the rise of skywalker i think that's the problem the hype kind of died off for me i watched the first one when disney took over and i think the second one and i don't think i've seen the last god damn bro actually like i fucked with them pretty heavy i know they're getting a lot of hate online but i actually liked them herbie do you have any favorite movie trilogies does it have to be a trilogy yeah well like a minimum of trilogy dog so it could be a saga yeah um i'm pretty like i fuck with lord of the rings twilight um wasn't lord of the rings a trilogy yeah back to the future yeah i said back to the future Bro, I'm not going to lie. Those Lord of the Rings movies are ass. <laughs> not the extended ones. They're pretty good. I fell asleep through all three in the movie theaters. I don't know why my mom kept taking me back. I think it's because my brother liked them, but I fell asleep through all of them. It's because they... Um, he was like probably at that age, right? That he like Did he read the books? No. Here's the crazy thing. I didn't like Lord of the Rings, but for some reason I liked Game of Thrones, and they kind of have the same vibe. But I think it's just the writing in Game of Thrones, minus the last season, was way better than anything I saw from Lord of the Rings. All right, I'll give you... I want to take back my movie trilogies and the sagas. I'll give you the best one of all of them. It just popped into my head. What is it? Without a doubt, Undefeated, that Shrek series. Boy, when those movies be popping... seven. You got... <laughs> you got... You know, Cameron Diaz... You got Michael Myers. Fuck yeah, that shit just—it's so good. What's no, your Shrek, favorite? Shrek does ring off. Eddie Murphy was in that shit. Favorite Disney movie? Oh, okay. It's it's obvious. It's a Lion King. But hold up, let me ask you this, then. Give me your, give me your top five. In no. Everybody has a top. In no specific order, probably Toy Story, Lion King. Um, the Great Mouseketeer is that one? Three Mouseketeers? Is that what that was called? The Great Mouse Adventure? Maybe that was what it was called. Talking about Five Will Goes West? <laughs> um, what else? You're not talking about Five Will Goes West, right? I don't know. Maybe that's it. The Little Mouse and the Cowboy. Yeah, it's guy. Five Will Goes West. That movie's sick, yo. No, I'm oh, not hating. That's yeah. a good movie. I'm just yeah. how is it in your um, top five and you don't know the title of it? <laughs> <laughs> that's how long it's been. 101 Dalmatians and oh, a goof, goofy movie. Yo, you gave me, you gave like some pretty. Honorable mention, the Rugrats movie was pretty lit too. That's Nickelodeon. <laughs> you gave some pretty, you gave some good ones though. Um, you got to put Sword and Stone, Sword in the Stone in there. Yeah, we're good. Whoa. Uh, we, we got this. Robin Hood. Uh. What else, you Herbie? What's your uh, you got top five Disney? Yeah, um, I think for me, like nostalgia wise, it'll always be top five is Lion King because it was my first movie, my first Disney movie I watched. Uh, and to round out the top five, oof, fuck, that's tough. Give me Pocahontas. What? That shit was lit. What? Little raccoon. What's little, po- uh, yeah, I was gonna say what's old wise grandma about, uh, Pocahontas that puts it in the was it the racism? Like it's the colonization, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's seeing that's what did it for you. Seeing a nice 
um, smart Catholic Christian white man come into the lands and treat him as his own. <laughs> Pretty much you what could like, identify. You could identify with it. Except there's the creepiness <laughs> factor of Pocahontas being what thirteen. Does it was it Colors of the Wind? Was that like That's a bop. That's your track, right? It's a fucking bop. Uh <laughs> let me see, what are my, my top five? Alright, so Lion King's in there. Mulan. Bruges. Meet the Robinsons. Huh? <laughs> Shut up, nigga. Uh, <laughs> Lion King. <laughs> Lion King. Mulan. Meet the Robinsons. Uh, I'm going to throw one that's like non-animated in there. And I'm going to say Glory Road. Yeah, I left and out a then, lot of the uh, new ones. I think a I newer like... one that I fuck with a lot is Zootopia. Mm, I still haven't seen that one. Coco's good. There's some of these new Disney movies. You gotta. That's why I like having Disney Plus. You you gotta take the time out to actually go and and watch Fox them. Fox the Hound was pretty, pretty lit. Dope. I don't know. Have you have you guys seen Inside? That's a good movie. Have you guys seen Inside Out? Yeah, that movie like had me like tear it up for no reason. I was like, damn, bro. You were crying when they killed off your fave character, <laughs> Bing Bong. Made a deep connection. Yeah, man. I was like, what the hell? He was so lit, and then he was just gone. He made the ultimate sacrifice. I just can't get past the fact... <laughs> I can't get past, <laughs> past the fact that no one mentioned The Emperor's New Groove. Oh, shit. Brianna would kill me. That's her favorite movie. Yo, for some reason, I like I forget about that movie, and I have no idea why. I forget it's a Disney movie. That's the thing. David Spade kills it in that movie. But it is. And Lilo and Stitch. But it's up there. It'd be tough. One day, one day you know how they did like a, a top uh, 100 rappers list? I just want to do a top 100 Disney movies. I think that's tough. <laughs> top five is tough. It <laughs> would. Top five is tough. But I feel, I feel like if you expanded it, you know what I'm saying, and did top 100, I could rock it out. Okay, here's, that might be my project for the week. Here's a good one right now. That shit'll go. That shit'll go. I guarantee you, if I do that and I post it online, shit'll go viral. <laughs> I'll see it happen. Like, here's my top top 100 Disney. It'll go viral for all the wrong reasons. That means. That means this week I have to watch a hundred Disney movies, and pick out the top hundred. You got this. Easy work. Yeah, it's happening, people. Okay, here's. Here's here's a here's a question for you about movies because now you've like piqued my interest. What is your most um, like what's a guilty pleasure movie of yours that you don't like go around telling people because you like don't want them to know? Oh, guilty, pleasure, guilty movie? pleasure movie. And now every and and now everyone's gonna know. Definitely, maybe. Which one's that one? It's the it's the only it is the only chick flick. I can sit through and not be annoyed with it. And I think it's because Ryan oh, Reynolds is the lead actor in it. Yeah. Yeah, that one. But it, it's it's actually a good... It's a good movie. It does. I think it's because it doesn't feel chick flickish. That's your shit? I think that's the only reason why... Or, yo, because chick flicks are super... Like, the first time I watched it, it, it didn't have a predict... 
a like super predictable ending because I could you could kind of guess the ending but you didn't really work out what was happening in the middle with it you know what I mean I remember some some girl I was dating back in the day tried to I was like oh she said the notebook was her favorite movie I was like I've never seen that movie she's like oh we have to watch it and then halfway through that movie I was like yo is this old dude telling her the story them two when they were you know I was like is that them when they were younger she was like how'd you figure it out because it's obvious as fuck and then we turned the movie off and put on something good (laughs) 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 like I don't know what's like what's it for y'all like what do you guys have for guilty pleasure Uh, cruel intentions I don't know if you've heard of that one cruel intentions give us a recap I think I've heard of it, but you, who who's in it? Uh, this guy likes to have conquests, so um, he never gets in a serious relationship. <laughs> he only goes for the chase. It's not a fucking guilty pleasure. Get the fuck he out of here. The, yeah, what are you talking about? No, that's not a guilty pleasure movie. <laughs> a guilty pleasure movie would be you saying like, you watch Mamma Mia with the volume all the way up and sing all the songs. Cruel Intentions was just his first one. He rubbed one out, too. (laughs) This fucking guy. (laughs) I feel like a lot of people, I feel like a lot of guys like Cruel Intentions. That's not a guilty pleasure movie. I don't know. Freaky Friday? What is that? That's a good movie. Freaky Friday's a good movie. Yeah. That's a good-ass movie. Damn, I like that one. That might have to be mine, too. But I was going to say, like, Mean Girls. That shit bops. Yeah. I don't even know if that's a guilty pleasure. I feel like if, if it's not anymore. If you ha- it's popular. Yeah, like, if you haven't seen Mean Girls, there's something the fuck wrong with you. It's I think popular now. I don't really think I have a guilty pleasure movie like Corey has, like High School Musical, Glee. Um, oh, Glee is definitely Corey's <laughs> no, like guilty RuPaul's, pleasure show. RuPaul's Drag know, Race. I don't even know if this is a guilty <laughs> pleasure show. Actually, okay, I Queer Eye. Hold on, back to that Glee thing. I watch Glee. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, listen, listen. Defending no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Def- Don't shit on my. Glee no, I'm dog. not. Def- I'm not defending it. I said I watched it, and then I went and rewatched it, and I was like, "Yo, this show's this show's pretty. <laughs> this is- yeah, like it's pretty. <laughs> like I'll never, I'll never watch it again." Uh, what was I gonna say, "Yo, Queer Eye though." That's a good show. Actually, fuck with Queer Eye. That's I'm not a gonna good lie. show. <laughs> you watch. You watch some of the episodes and the transformations they go through, and the you know you just can't help but like feel good about their transformations. It's kind of like that undercover boss I was telling you guys to watch. That's a good movie, yeah. Movie, fuck, that's a good show. Like at the end, when the, I could care less about all the stuff in the middle, but when they get to the end and they start just giving these guys like forty thousand dollars, and the employees are crying, and you're like, <laughs> you know, fuck. crying along with them. <laughs> What yeah. about you, Alex? You got a, you got a guilty pleasure show you want to share with everyone since you can Would chime you? in on a question or two. That's a tough one. <laughs> uh, He's like, I've got so many. No, no, honestly. Ooh. It's good. I like that. For guilty pleasure show, I... I... I've uh, I've started watching the Blacklist. Is that the lawyer show? I 
I'm struggling. Seen it. I'm struggling to watch that because every time I hear James Spader talk, I can only hear. Uh, I can only see <laughs> Ultron. No, it's this guy terms. This guy's on the the FBI's top wanted list. He's number one, and he turns himself into the FBI to be their confidential informant mm-hmm. to work with this one specific agent. There's a lot that goes on. Hmm. It's it's getting. Here's the thing. The show's good, but it's starting to head into Dexter territory where if they don't end it soon, they're going to fuck up the ending. It's season eight just like started, but if they don't finish that, sh- if they don't wrap that show up this year, I think the next se- the next season has to be the last one. Otherwise, the ending to the show is going to be absolute garbage because they're. Damn, that, that shows a commitment. Eight seasons? <laughs> Bro, I'm only working the weekends right now, so I have nothing to do during the week. <laughs> I should just start writing a blog about all these bingeable TV shows I watch. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, too, though, a lot of the time with these shows is I'll... A lot of times I'll put them on in, in the background and I'll fall asleep with it on. So I have to go back and rewatch. Like I got, I caught up to eight seasons, but I haven't really watched all the episodes because I'll pass out through them and then yeah. I'll just go continue watching when I'll turn it back on. I don't care about the context I missed, but now I'm like, oh, I kind of wish I had that context. So then I got to go back and figure out what the hell happened in like season three. <clears throat> but yeah. No, so I like, know, Herbie, I know you, had, you were talking about having, you had a topic on here um, you to talk about. You're having like time on your hands and. You're not, you're not really doing a lot of, um, you're not like really working a lot. So you're, it's kind of, you know, like your schedule's changed and even just like the way that you're living your life, I guess, is different than how you were in school and stuff. So with that, I wanted to ask, you know, with Christmas coming and COVID having a lot of restrictions and just in general, you know, a lot of people moving out of parents' houses or just different changes and transitions is there some Christmas traditions that you guys do or grew up with that maybe weren't normal or the same? They weren't like common, I guess is the best word for that. Or have you adopted any new traditions since you've like moved out of your house or, um, you know, like lived in your own place, moved in with someone? One tradition we used to have. Well, I saw a... One tradition that we used to have. <laughs> <laughs> When I was a kid, uh, it was pretty messed up, actually. My grandma would cook a turkey, and while we were sitting there watching our shows, she would sneak up behind us and drape the intestines of the turkey over our neck and chase us with it, chase us with the insides of the turkey. So that could be the original (laughs) coronavirus (laughs) wet market. Um, It happened every year to the point... um, we would see her coming and trip my sister and run into the bathroom and lock the door and hear my sister screaming and kicking out the door trying to get in because my grandma was coming with the gizzards to like smash it or smush in your face or whatever. So that was a pretty so, messed up tradition. Uh, I might have to bring that back actually. Real quick. No, real real quick. Who's going to be? Was the turkey alive <laughs> when it entered to your grandparents' household? It's not Cleveland. It's not Cleveland. We don't have to go catch our dinner, man. We just go to the, Bro, the I, grocery I've store. Bro, I've never... I've, 
<laughs> I've never heard of a turkey. It's some ignorant shit. I've never heard of a turkey coming with all the innards still up in it. What? Like we use really? So that's you never. So that's what I'm saying. True. Yeah, I don't know where she got this turkey. No, you. Yeah, usually when you buy them, I guess they do like kind of prepare them for yeah, you in a way. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you can buy you can buy turkeys that are pre hollowed out. So all you have to do is put the stuffing in there, and you're on your way. Well, I don't so know. So 100, percent your grandma killed that turkey they do first. Still like offer it in a like, like a, how do you, a bag to the side if you like want. How do you have, usually they put it in a bag. Like, yeah. Like are you talking in the, in the <laughs> 90s? Or she got it from a butcher? Who knows? Okay, that yeah, was back in the day. Maybe they were yeah, lazy. Exactly. They figured it so, out. So like they'll 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 pit it for you, basically, but they'll still yeah let you get it. Mm-hmm. It's fucking gross. They figured out people don't like all that shit. People make stock out of it and stuff. No, oh, fuck that, yo. Christmas traditions for us? I don't know, man. I celebrate Kwanzaa, so... Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> fuck out of here. No, we... <laughs> We actually, we actually did celebrate Kwanzaa one year. Uh, How was it? It's a, it's a pretty cool. It's actually like a pretty cool holiday. If you if you look into it, it's actually pretty cool. I'm not. I don't know about y'all, but I'm not a big. The older I've gotten, like I'm not a big gift person. Like giving or giving or receiving gifts. So that that part of it's kind of. Dude, I, I would, for me, you know, I don't think you giving me a gift is really like showing that how much you care about me. For me, it'd be just being able to spend the time with the people you care about is more. Yeah. You know, that means more than you giving me something. I can go buy, I can go buy myself stuff, but like, I would rather spend time with, you know, the people I care about, talk to them and, you know have conversation, play, you know, sit or, I guess one thing I like to do is, like, with the family is, like, you know, play board games, stuff like that, you know, sit down and watch a movie. I don't need, like, when I was younger, it definitely meant a lot to, like, mm-hmm. wake up on Christmas morning and, you know, you have those gifts. But as I've gotten older, you know, it's more, I'd, you know, I'd rather, I feel like the experience you have with, the people that you care about is more important than what they can give me. Because yeah. like I said, I can I can buy something. If I want something, I can go buy it for myself. You don't have... What I don't want you, you to... I don't want you to go out of your way to buy me something expensive when I can just save up and buy it for myself. You what know would you I mean? say was your most memorable Christmas gift as a kid? Uh, probably when we got the... Probably when I got my, my Xbox, like 360... Yeah. So every year prior to the 360, because that was when, like, junior high. But right? I never, I never. I think my most memorable gift was the N64. Yeah, like anytime I got a video game test, it was memorable. But then after that, like I never. Once I got that, I was like happy, and there's nothing else I really wanted. I never really, bro. I don't know. I'm I'm like super basic. If you want to give me some T-shirts and some socks, like I'm straight. 
I do have a really funny holiday story about how I came to know about the uh, Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> I, had never, I had never heard of the Elf on the Shelf until I was 19. Most of you know this oh, by now. This it's it's so more common, good. I think, now than it was... <laughs> Than it was then, but I was working as a lunchroom supervisor when I was 19. And I walk in the classroom to supervise the kids, and they're all screaming, the elf's watching you, the elf's watching you, the elf's watching you. And they're all just jumping around me screaming. I was like, oh, my God, man, what is this elf? And I look over on the windowsill. There's this little red pompous elf sitting on the shelf <laughs> with his monotone grimacing grin. And so being silly by nature, I went and picked up the elf and started swinging it around and throwing it up in the air. And I didn't find anything wrong with this because there was a parent in the room feeding their child and they were laughing as well. Until I panned over to the front door and the kids were all screaming and running around like I had just killed somebody. <laughs> or I released Krampus into the classroom. <sighs> <clears throat> and the teacher the teacher was standing there really pissed off and um, I found out later that if you pick up the elf you take away his ability to fly home and report back to Santa <laughs> and you won't get your gifts so it's a trick to teach the kids like you know leave the elf alone don't touch this fucking elf or else you'll never get any gifts uh, but it's basically like it's a kid's version of like big brothers watching you bro hold up though you gotta tell the best part of the whole story so then I tell the teacher, well, just tell the kids I had a ring on that let me touch the elf. And that sounds bad, but <laughs> I had a ring on that allowed me to violate the elf and he can still fly home for Christmas. And she said, they'll never believe that. You have to write an apology letter to the elf and read it in front of my class. So being... <laughs> So I write this letter and I read it to her class. Dearest Mr. Elf, I am so sorry. And I made it so condescending and cheesy. And uh, afterwards, I lost my uh, lunchroom supervision job. Oh, <laughs> I wonder why. So fuck you, Christmas Elf. Address <laughs> uh, tradition at Christmas, losing his job. I love it. Right? What a good holiday story. Oh man! Only you, right? Only you. It's a, it's a fact that you had to write an apology note to the elf. <laughs> I basically Holy felt shit. like an inanimate object. <laughs> I felt like when they have you in those in those stocks in the court in the like center of the town, and everybody's throwing tomatoes at you, <laughs> and you're trapped there with your head and your arms through the holes. <laughs> <laughs> what fucking towns are you visiting? <laughs> Oh man Yeah thanks everybody For listening to episode Crazy. 10 Of the Glenbrook Village podcast Hope you guys enjoyed Too good Everything that you heard today Stay safe out there You know COVID's ramping up Vaccines killing people People are marching for freedom Just be careful uh, We have We've been working on a mix That's going to be coming out Along with this episode So keep an eye out for that Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Make sure you share this episode. Thank you for listening. And have a nice day. Peace.